You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. I am literally Ellie Gibson. You certainly are, and I am Helen Thorne. But who is joining us tonight, Ellie? Tonight we have Dr. Rachel Andrew. Hello. And Anya Hayes. Hello. Not a doctor. No, I'm not a doctor, no. But you do have very nice earrings, so you've got that going (laughs) for you. You've got that. Now, Dr. Rachel, you are a clinical psychologist and a mother who has been working with children and families for over 14 years. I know. You've been on the telly and that. What have you been in on the telly? I started um, in a... X Factor. (laughs) Disappointing. Stars in their eyes. Splash. It's a knockout. Don't make me angry. Don't make me angry. A few years ago when I was helping teenagers um, with different anger issues. Was it like a game show? Was it like... Don't make me angry. Stop them smashing up their bedroom. Um, And Anya, you've written a book. In fact, you've written a book with Rachel. Yes. Yes. And and you're a Pilates teacher specialising in pregnancy, motherhood, mindfulness and wellness. Yes. All of those things. Things. Oh, right. and she lives down the road, which I think is yeah, interesting. that's the main for... reason she's here. <laughs> yes. Well, we should say you've written so together. You've written this book, uh, the Superman Myth: Overcome Anxiety, Ditch Guilt, and Embrace Imperfection. That sounds like uh, the, I like the cut of their jib. Helen, I like honestly. it too, and it's got a lightning bolt on the front. I like it. It's in big bold letters. You've, you've kind of gone with the theme of the Justice League. I like this. I'm, I'm <laughs> analysing the cover. You're literally judging a book by its cover. That's <laughs> what you're doing. Uh, I'm a walking cliche, Ellie. What can I say? <laughs> Um, but yes, the super mum myth. Do you want to talk us about that? Or should I <laughs> talk us about that? <laughs> Let's embrace the imperfection. Let, yeah. <laughs> so imperfection. Oh. Oh, wow. Tell yeah. us about your book. What is the super mum myth? Um, uh, the super mum myth. Well, it's breaking down the kind of um, the idea that we there is a perfect mum and that we all should aspire to be that embodiment of perfection. Um, and just... It's trying to make women who might be feeling a little bit shitty about what they're doing day to day and feeling like some of their days are a little bit more crap than than wonderful and actually turn around their kind of appreciation of how much they're achieving as opposed to just always focusing on what they're failing with. So and it's also like, how do we where do we get the idea of super mum? So it kind of breaks that down as well, talking about how you before you become a mum, you probably have 
you're probably the best mum you could ever be because you have these like ideas oh no I'm never ever gonna feed my child anything but organic flapjacks that I've made myself and they're never gonna look at screens and they're gonna go they're gonna go to bed at seven o'clock and they're never ever gonna have a tantrum because oh my god tantrums are for feral children who are for women who don't care about their children enough all those things that you have these opinions on before you even have a baby in your tummy or however you get your baby in the end um based on and, yeah, and then and then suddenly you are a mum and you go oh I didn't think that I would ever be this mum and it's that kind of projection of perfection which you don't even know that you have until you don't meet that expectation yeah mm. and it's where that expectation comes from whether it's from you your own parenting society judgments from everyone um mm. and all the kind of general fires that we're fighting all the time so how much of that is you? Because so you've both got two kids each. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Together and, they have four. <laughs> but like so, Rachel. So you know, as a qualified psychologist, you've actually d- learned things about this kind of thing. Did you also have this myth in your head before you had kids, or did you kind of know it was bollocks before you started? No, I reckon I had it in my head, and I think in terms of the all my psychology training and. Um, you know, I was taught to deliver parenting programs as well. So I think even more so, I had an idea of if you just know enough stuff and <laughs> learn can, how yeah. to do it properly, yeah, you can you can kind of get better outcomes, as it were. So I think even more so, I think um, I when I had children, kind of I really felt the pressure because I also thought, okay, I'm kind of like a, some people see me as a parent parenting expert and so there's even more pressure for me then to produce don't fuck it up don't fuck it up Rachel absolutely yeah (laughs) and is it is it something because I remember reading about a psychologist who had been teaching parents about parenthood and then became a parent and was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I said all (laughs) those things yeah and it it is and until it happens to you I have a I have a really really wonderful uh, sister-in-law well she is now because she's become a mum and for so long (laughs) she was like oh you just need to do this I've read an article and all you have to do is this I was like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> I love you so much, Caroline. But one of the things that's happened since she's had a baby is she's just been so kind. It was like, mm. oh, I didn't realise. And until you, you've still you've walked in those shoes, yeah. I think it's really hard. It's because it's changing, but there's there's not as much honesty. Six, I had my first six years ago, and and there certainly wasn't the climate of sort of being more open and honest about how challenging it can be. And I think in that environment, you then just think, God, everyone else is coping so much better than me and uh, you know I'm a complete failure and it's that that we're trying to overturn I think Mm. that kind of like actually you're not because everyone else is completely winging it as well and we're all slightly failing on certain days and winning on others you know um yeah I used to imagine the you know the mums who turned up to mother's group who had really nice hair and ballet flats and and like nice handbags I just thought they they must be really upset inside and (laughs) I mean I look like rubbish but then I just thought something must be wrong that, that, that used to comfort me. Maybe I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Does that sound bad? Uh, it sounds like a useful tool for you at that time in your life. Yeah. Am I passing muster, yeah. Rachel? Oh, yeah. Is that the correct answer? Oh, yeah, so I'm basically saying I hated the pretty one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a word for that. But, um, <laughs> but as you mentioned that, you mentioned that there's been, it feels like there's been this shift now where, you know, and we're, I mean, has there been a shift? Do you think there has? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think kind of things have moved from lots of um, parenting advice books and parenting manuals 
and parenting pro- approaches to a new wave of people telling it in a more realistic way. I, I wonder if it won't shift again a little bit to um, to also bringing in bringing back all the positives of motherhood and parenthood and kind of bring those things kind of back in uh, a little bit more. I think the pendulum's gone too far in the kind of everything is shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe. We can highlight some of the positives even you know mm. even more now but I, I think it needed to happen because i think there were that that message that one size fits all and um you know you you can get children you can control children and get them to behave exactly as you want if you just do these things mm. i think that starts with your birth plan as well though, mm. doesn't it the, even the vocabulary that's used that you can even remotely plan something like yeah if you have a complete opposite experience to what you thought was planable for (laughs) we're just not prepared for how that feels you know and it's such Mm. a shock and it's such a momentous occasion giving birth and I think this whole culture of being able to snap back into shape or to be back to normal the bounce back and and that you know and it's undermines how massive having a child is um and we're not kind of quite set up. We don't have the structural support anymore in our societies for, for dealing with that. And now social media, I guess, has kind of started to build that scaffolding that, that used to be the village. This mm. kind of physical village is now much more of a kind of internet village. I think it really frames your your birthing experience can really frame how you feel, how competent you feel as a mum. Certainly for me, I felt like I was, you know, my first experience was a complete horror show. and I, And I wasn't expecting, I thought I was... I was quite smug. I thought I was a bit hippie. I was I was going to have a lovely home birth and oh yeah, knew just breathe through it. I'm yeah. just going to breathe through it. More candles. Like, you just yeah. and not enough candles, Anya. <laughs> oh, that was your problem. Well, that was my Anya, problem. you exactly. I <laughs> fell down with the candles. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And I ended up yeah. So I had an emergency cesarean, which was all just a disaster. And I think the the judgments that I put on myself and also the breastfeeding was a disaster. All of that you kind of and I you know and I did actually get judgments from other people even if very sort of surreptitious barbed comments yeah oh I'm so sorry you had that yeah, birth exactly. oh what a terrible thing and, you know and like so someone a friend family friend had a home birth two days before and they were like oh she's doing amazingly she looks amazing and, and then this kind of good for her yeah, exactly. look at her in her stretchy and like, vagina yeah. and I love it when people go yeah and uh yeah I did and I did it and I had no drugs yeah. and sometimes I go oh, I've known you since you were 14 you've been doing fucking yeah. I've seen you put things up your nose <laughs> from Colombia. Don't give it all now it's all drug free. Oh, yeah. In this context that makes you a bad person, fuck you. So doc, Dr. Rachel, have you seen what I mean, what's your what do you think about this birth plan bullshit? Come on. <laughs> let's get the physique up that. No, but what, what, what I mean, because what's interesting as well is we you know, we've seen kind of this huge rise in so I certainly see people who are suffering from post traumatic stress and then this this uh, rise in postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety and all of that as well so even if there is a focus on birth we're obviously not getting it quite right in terms mm. of that experience in that we're seeing you know a lot of those issues come to the fore as well what what is the difference between pnd postnatal depression and ptsd uh, post-traumatic stress disorder like how do you know which one which you're acronym? lucky enough to have <laughs> spin the wheel ellie which acronym will Ooh. they get oh let it be me let it be me i really really hope it isn't ptsd 
was so good. Such a light topic. Such a light topic. Yay, Um, Rebecca. But yeah, like, how do you know it's? Or or do people have both? Is that a thing? I mean, I think it's it's always far more complex. So there's individual diagnoses, but I think it's more it's often more complicated like that. And I'll often get asked, "What's the difference between like baby blues and Mm. postnatal depression?" And I think there's some standard stock answers, but the reality is it's it's really complicated and okay some kind of some symptoms so for PTSD it might be things around um flashbacks or having nightmares um as well as feeling very anxious or very low or feeling physical symptoms so i i think for me kind of there are some sim- some specific symptoms of PTSD but of course people can have both or just some of those symptoms and symptoms of depression as well um so i, I think it's about you um, as an individual kind of knowing what you were like before right mm. knowing your so knowing what your baseline yeah, yeah, yeah. is and yeah. recognising what you're like after and then also evaluating what um, the effect that that's having on your life or your relationship with you with your child as well and also I would say because I, I have found because looking back after my after Morris's birth I definitely was suffering from <clears throat> that kind of grey area spectrum which I didn't even I didn't at the time know existed between what is I didn't identify with the label postnatal depression because I sort of I thought that was kind of would appear as a clear black wall that you hit when you had a newborn um and for me it was definitely more on the PTSD spectrum because I was just very very anxious and and really um really bitter like whenever this home birth was mentioned I would feel this kind of very visceral sense of failure and physical kind of pain about what had happened and I was so kind of mean to myself in terms of like how badly I'd done with my but I kind of t- said I'd done really badly my t- my you know internal narrative was really mean and um <clears throat> and if I'd kind of known that that happens and was able to kind of recognize it or even had a, one of the women that I spoke to about uh, for the book she she had a friend who said to her I think actually her friend was a psychologist so that probably helped but her friend said I think that you're showing signs of just not being okay and I, and I feel like I recognize in that that it's actually to do with your birth in a, in you know I think you're holding on to trauma looking back I know that I was a complete mess but all at the time I was like this is just really not very fun and I don't understand I didn't know objectively that I was acting in a kind of weird way but what would have really helped is for just someone to say are you all right you know mm. rather than sort of say oh and that home birth was the woman looks great you know instead of that sort of going do you know what you've had a really hard time are you okay and and that's what I've realized that the kindness that you can find now on social media was just not available to me then and I think that's something that now is 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 a really amazing resource it's kind of I think that's what makes me feel sad about my, my first um birth is that I look at him now and he's so wonderful and you know kind of crazy and bonkers and so full of life and so kind of so fills up the room with his energy and I look at his the experience that brought him into the world and that kind of fills me with a little bit of sadness. That experience itself fills me with not a positive memory. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you get a package from Amazon and the box is all kind of a bit broken, but inside is <laughs> a really, it's a exactly. really good it's present. Exactly I mean, you just, yeah, a mangled box. I mean, it's an amazing, metaphor. it's an amazing metaphor. You're glad that the You're inside wasn't damaged by the horrible delivery. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, no one wants a bad delivery yeah. from Amazon or your vagina. <laughs> no. That's exactly. what I'm saying, Ellie. <laughs> So that's why I said to the Amazon man the other day, he had his hand up, he minged. I said, look, look. there's been a cross wire. 
I know I was doing a metaphor earlier, but it's gone oh, too far. I know. Leave it. I'm so sorry, Gary. It's time for you to go. Yeah. yeah. Use time. DPD next time. <laughs> um. No, I said PTSD. <laughs> DHL oh Oh, dearie me so the Superman myth isn't kind of about the childbirth bit so much as it's more about well it is a bit about that but yeah yeah. birthing Superman yeah so there is um, there is a chapter about how your birthing experience informs your motherhood experience certainly first time first time round um, can you change that like if you if you feel like well I had a really shit birth you know how how do you kind of go well I'm not going to let that frame the rest of this thing I certainly, from my experience, certainly even just talking to Rachel, actually, in the writing of this book has been really interesting because I realised I was holding on to all sorts of just blame, self-blame for... And also, you know, kind of, you can't help but, you know, Morris is a bit angry. He's quite an angry little boy uh, in a lovely way. Um, Oh, don't say that! (laughs) Shut up! Oh, I'm not having that! Bullshit. Yeah, I love it. Like Angry and no. <laughs> Anger is not nice. Yeah. So he he slapped fire often. to the carpet in a very gentle manner. <laughs> oh, no, I don't Jesus want to sound Christ. mean, but he basically. He's not going to listen to the podcast, Anya. Don't worry. Let me he go. shat on my pillow very elegantly. It was very elegant. I gave him nine out of ten. <laughs> I put it on Facebook. <laughs> He, yeah, he's really angry, and I do wonder. I sometimes wonder if that's partly because we had such a horrible. No, it's experience. not. It's not. No. You know, so yeah, no. you yeah. I mean, let the professional yeah, say. Exactly. Really, like, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> Actually, that's someone who's trained. Yeah. Come on, Rachel, you do the talking. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> She's just She's talking shit. <laughs> So what I think is that experience that you've had just colours the way you would see everything mm. afterwards. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, even in terms of the language that, she, that we've talked, haven't we, about yeah. the language that's used during birth, especially when a birth doesn't go as planned. So even the, the language you might hear kind of, again, frames that experience that it might be something to do with you as a, as a mum. Yeah, because so. you have, you know, the word failure there. Yeah. In your birth notes, failure to, you know, Incompetent serving. Incompetent serving. Failure to progress. (laughs) My favourite band. (laughs) I love the first album. If you have that in your head, I'm a failure, you know, then it kind of, if anything goes wrong and trips you up just in your day, like if if it starts raining and you can't get the bloody rain cover on the buggy because you've never done it and you're like, oh, I'm just really useless at this whole mum stuff and it can, Mm. if you don't catch it, it can then just cascade, I think, and just become a real avalanche of... I'm just really shit. Now, and and one of the biggest stresses, I think, is the relationship stress. I remember one of my friends almost shaking me before uh, I I had my first child, saying, just work out who's going to do the domestic chores. Like, she didn't say anything about buggies or nappies. She sort of shook me and said, work out who's taking the bins out, work out all those sort of things. And obviously... That was a really big thing. And I think that's actually really true. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if someone sort of graded all the stresses that a child brought into your life, it would be at 3am when your yeah. husband doesn't get up to <laughs> fix the baby. Or yeah. or if you're a single mum and you you don't have that support. Like, I mean, Rachel, like, how do you, how do you kind of cope with those? Or what advice do you give to new parents going through the, the rage phase, as I like to call it? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think, like we talk in the book about different emotions that you're not expecting that really come to the fore. So 
guilt, anger, hatred. We definitely talk about kind of how to manage that anger in yourself, kind of physically, the angry thoughts you might get. Yeah. It's hard not to sound like a cliche talking about communicate, you know, open yeah. communication and finding a good time to be able to try to differentiate kind of some of those chores. In essence, that's what it's about, being mm. able to to try to talk through what the issue is and then come to kind of a joint solution with your partner about it. Yeah. And sometimes that's it though, isn't it? It's it? Because instead of, we store it up, one of the activities that um, Rachel gave me that I really loved was <clears throat> about exactly this. So when rage builds up and that kind of anger that you're you're just angry at everything after a while because it, it's not just one thing you know, is that kind of every day the bin or the shoes by the door or the, you know, stuff on the kitchen table and that eating an apple loudly, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and one of the activities is actually <coughs> to picture literally a rubbish dump and write down. So give yourself, you know, five ten minutes of just sort of writing or even doodling, drawing, and writing is in it, blood. What is it? What is it that's on your rubbish tip? And even just emptying that onto paper, well, A, emptying it onto paper will help, but B, you then have something that you can be like, right, I didn't realise that it was the fact that there were shoes just scattered by the door that was upset it annoyed me so much. And you can then be with your partner and say, right, okay, look, look at this this shit heap that we've created in our lives that's really (laughs) annoying me. Let's try and work out... I say we. Yeah, Yeah. carry on. (laughs) Yeah, go on. (laughs) Let's work out what we can do to kind of sort it out or or even just sharing that kind of knowledge that oh I didn't realize that that was driving you so insane yeah hmm. and I, well but I also think it is about finding something that works for you so I think in terms of advice giving it is this idea of one size fits all I think I've met so many people who you know are tired of having people tell them to um you know when they're feeling angry I don't know, to have a bath or to uh, light a candle and just try and I know what, calm down that way. What you want to do with that candle yeah. at that point, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there is a certain amount of energy that comes with ang- anger. So for some people, that might be more that they do want to just scream it out. So they might yeah. want to, you know, go somewhere and, and scream it out or scribble across a stamp, piece of paper, stamp, stamp around. Out, yeah. Pictures of your mother all's face. I mean, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Go and have a spit somewhere, or <laughs> have a spit. <laughs> like it's the Wild West, Ellie. <laughs> I know you're from the north, but is that what you do up there? You just oh, oh Friday night, <laughs> just going out for a spit, love. I'll be back by lunch. <laughs> go for a spit. Is that in the book? Is that recommended that people? Oh, yes, no, page, page twenty-eight. Uh, just to spit, How just to do a spit. Oh, amazing scenes! Oh, spitting. And, you know, oh. I love that. I'm going to try it tomorrow. Yeah. Is there a spittoon one could buy? A special mummy's oh, spittoon. We could get it on Amazon. Yes. Get the Amazon man back again. Yeah. So go for a spit. Uh, Chew some tobacco. Fuck me. I don't know. Amazing. Who, who knows? Um, We're yeah. opening up a whole new world. Yeah. I mean, it was Hugo last year. Wasn't it? That was the thing to be into, but now it's spitting. <laughs> um, but in your book, you say you, in all seriousness, you do say you provide these tools to help parents. So, what are the tools, Doctor Rachel? We should have in our toolbox. Yes, some of them are about um, dealing with different body, kind of the body feelings, body sensations that we get when we feel different things. In terms of those, I think Anya, you've you've drawn a lot on 
mindfulness mm-hmm. and uh, Pilates. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of breathing in there. Mm. Oh, yeah. We like a good breathe. Oh, yeah. When we're not yeah. spitting, yeah. we like, we like <laughs> yeah. to breathe. That's it's, it. I found it's difficult to do the two at the same no, time. Exactly. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, mindfulness. But yeah, because initially we were talking about doing, it was going to be a CBT framework. Sorry, I've just got to stop you. There are Australians listening to this. What's CBT? So CBT is cognitive behavioural therapy and the underlying um, premise of cognitive behavioural therapy is that the way you think influences the way that you feel and then the way that you behave. Okay. And then we decided that out of experience from just a lot of women that I was talking to, the thing about CBT is I don't think it really resonates with everyone. And the whole point of therapies is that you have to have quite an emotional or quite a kind of... um, heart-led if that doesn't sound too wanky connection with yeah, something <laughs> heart-led it's heart-led um something so i'm vag-led well i'm stomach-led but you know that's well, just okay that's so you, just my profile you have to be stomach-led into these therapies so you have to have a really kind of um emotional deep connection with something in order for it to work for you yeah and sometimes cbt can seem quite robotic and it's very um checklist GCSE if you think change the way that you think and then this will happen and it's sort of and it's wonderful and it can be really powerful but it might not it might not resonate with certain different um Mm. scenarios so we decided to go with a multi-therapy approach so not Rachel uses lots of different types of therapy with her various clients what's like spitting <laughs> yeah this is like the pick and mix of therapy exactly. i have two of the cbt's yeah. some of that mindfulness bit of pilates exactly that yeah so we've good. got narrative therapy so there's a lot of journaling in, in the book so we do a lot of um there's a lot of ac- activities where you write down and explore things and so just trying to so i mean we do say at the beginning of the book that some of the activities may not work for you you might actually yeah. sort of want to you know kind of give it a miss and go on to the next one but um hopefully the, with all of them together there'll be lots of stuff that you can kind of draw from in your in your daily life hopefully it's kind of a backpack of if you're feeling a bit shitty you can be like okay you know i just need to breathe i just need to go and spit but let's get down to as mums yourselves what are your what are your tipping points what are the bits of your day as a mum that makes you just want to light that candle and then set fire to the curtains with it. (laughs) There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I find the emotional, like both of my boys are very, uh, and maybe or hopefully all, all children generally are, but they're very emotionally turbulent. And I sometimes just find that really hard. If, if like Morris flips out about like if I haven't brought him the right snack at the end of school and he'll yeah. just get so cross with me and he'll hold a grudge all the way home and then Freddie will start because he's only two he'll have a little tantrum about something that a two-year-old might have a tantrum about and then I'll be just like god in my former life I'd be able to just walk down the road and be quite happy and now I'm actually just having to deal with two humans who are shouting and screaming at me and really yeah. angry and I find I know that when I'm feeling resilient, I'll probably be able to kind of make them laugh or, you know, if I was slightly more... Yeah, know, but if you're knackered exactly, and you have yeah, so work or at home or whatever, just, yeah. And it's raining. Yeah. Or like, and I do find myself saying to Morris, just, oh God, just let it go. You know, just... Yeah. And, yeah. and that's no fun. That's oh. not... Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I had a real low point a couple of weeks ago I knew, where I found myself saying to Charlie, oh, just grow up. And I was like, oh, he's six. He's six. He's six. Do you know what? That's exactly so. So many people said that to me. And and that's actually that exact sentence in the book because, you know, if in those moments you hear yourself saying, just grow up, and, or, you know, and then you have to catch yourself and be like, I am the adult. You know, and actually it is one of the things that, like, if you can, and it's so hard to lift yourself out of that moment. And that's why it's always come back to the breath because if you, if you physically come into your body at those moments, then it does diffuse the emotional charge of it it's hard to remember but once you kind of <clears throat> get into a sort of yeah habit of doing it it's a bit easier to bounce back in those moments so Don't even know. in a situation like that where you've kind of looked back on it and thought okay perhaps I didn't yeah handle that the way that I wanted to I guess it's also about not beating yourself up yeah, right. too yeah. long yeah and knowing that not maybe talking about it on a podcast three weeks <laughs> later or something yeah. like that because it's still bothering you just not doing that don't do that why yeah. would you do that what, what, what sort of moron would do that yeah I get you <laughs> let Rachel. it go Ellie that's what she yeah. said get over it <laughs> well, but in all seriousness it's, how do you let it go because you know it's it's quite easy to say to someone oh just just let it go you know the yeah. cold never bothered you no. anyway but um <laughs> so how do you do that in terms of just taking a step back, I guess the things that really bother you are the things that um, kind of might tap into something a bit without getting too deep, but might tap into something that you might have started to believe about yourself or think about yourself in terms of your mothering capabilities or yourself as a person. It's about beginning to try and reframe what you've seen or challenge perhaps the way you've interpreted it. Because you might interpret interpret it as, okay, I'm tired, all mums feel this way sometimes, everybody behaves like this. Um, and let and yourself if, off the hook a little bit. Yeah, and right. if you were to do that, you're down a different kind of a different yeah. route. But I think that's the thing, having because I've never I had never had therapy before, um, and actually sort of writing the book certainly was a real journey for me that was mind blowing because I realised that it is they are very simple the steps are very simple but that doesn't mean they're easy and so it's the realizing that actually it takes real discipline not to send energy to that negative thought pattern so if you know because I was I was the queen of beating myself up you know one of my friends always used to say in the red corner it's Anya and in the blue corner it's Anya (laughs) it was very much like that's what I have always my whole life done and so to realize that you can actually teach yourself not to do that was yeah. just revelatory and it do, and, and you know 
Self-love, Anya. Self-love. Oh, yeah, but in it sounds you so You love wanky, a bit of self-love, oh, don't you? can't get enough of it, Ellie. In the bath when the kids are out. <laughs> but I... <laughs> Some aspects of... So, in, uh, obviously, that's within a CBT model, that idea of beliefs and thoughts. And, that, and I think some aspects of that have become so mainstream that the interpretation of it is that you just, you know, you, it's about the glass being half full or, you know, you just think positively. Yeah. Whereas, as you say, it is so difficult even though we all might know that that's what mm. we should be doing or <coughs> right. we could do in reality it's so difficult because everything's beliefs can be just so ingrained and um or just kind of so subconscious we might not even realize what we're doing most of the time so it feels like i'm gonna nutshell your own book for you that's what i do <laughs> Go on then it's a gift Wrap it up. it's a gift it feels like the superman myth it's kind of not saying how to be a good mum no. it's kind of saying there no, no one's a perfect mum yeah. um stop being a shit to yourself yeah in exactly. a nutshell yeah. that should yeah. be the subtitle if you could if you could condense you know because that's always fun when you spend a lot of time working on something <laughs> always like that yeah if you could um, sum up what, what would be your one nugget of wisdom that you would want to pass on to people from this book? The, the thing that I personally have taken, actually taken into my daily existence is that you have the power to change the way that you think about yourself. Knowing that actually you can slightly retune. So if you're listening to kind of crap FM about yourself, you can just change it to magic FM about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Perhaps enjoy some Africa by Toto, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel, Nugget... So my favourite activity is um, is one called bring your bring your own brass band, and that's my so that's my main thing that I've took from it in terms of just celebrating your successes. And we were talking about not being too American and not kind of um, too cheerleadery yeah. about it all. <laughs> Hello but to that... our American listeners, by the way. <laughs> we love you guys. Sorry. <laughs> To put a UK spin on it, and even a Northern spin on it, this idea of bringing your own brass band that even in a day that's been shit, if you've managed to get most of the children fed, some clothed, even left the house, that that's worth celebrating in some way. So I now, kind of in the back of my head, have do bring my own brass band. And do, you have like, little... do you mean you literally visualise a brass yeah. band? Yeah, playing. I love that. Amazing. Play <laughs> and all celebrating me and what I've achieved for the day. I love that. I really like that. We need that on a T-shirt. Are you I'm going Bring, bring your own brass band. B-Y-O-B-B. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like it a lot. That's, what an excellent way to end the podcast. But it isn't. It hasn't finished yet, has it, Ellie? No, it hasn't. Because, <laughs> come on, let's have it. Let's have some scummy mummy confessions. Uh, can I go? I'm going to go. Oh, you're so you're, you're chomping at the oh, bit, yeah. Ellie. <laughs> I just want to confess. Well, it's before I forget, because it was really recent. It was like about three hours ago. Um, uh, I was bathing my little boys with my mum. She'd come around to help out. And Charlie, my eldest... Um, said he just said something about he said something about oh I'm going to say the F word and just instinctively I thought he doesn't know what it is and I said what's the F word and he went fuck and I went ooh and he saw my face and it went oh and it looked like he was about to burst into tears and I was like no no to be fair I just asked you what it was yeah you've told me it's all right it's all right but you know I need to know where you've heard it like who said it at so school. I can have them killed you know yes exactly <laughs> so I can cut out their tongue and and he was like um well uh it was Joe who's my little one who's like three and I was like no it wasn't don't be silly and then so as Charlie and I try and have this conversation Joe just starts going fuck fuck and I'm like oh god so my mum she's like she's like no no furniture furniture 
furniture. <laughs> so then Joe stands up in the bath and he just starts going, fucker, fucker, fucker. I'm dead. I'm literally dead. And me and my mum oh, are like, we just took one look at each other and I had to leave the bath. I, I was like, you have to do it. And I stood outside the door and I fucking pissed myself (laughs) while I could just hear Joe going, fuck her. And my mother going, furniture. (laughs) Charlie didn't know what was going on. Oh my God. And I was hysterical. I don't know what we're going to do, but there we go. That's my, that's my confession. Um, I've got a furniture based uh, confession. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Okay. So we're, we're, you know, we've, we've done literally over a hundred podcasts. But on podcast twenty three, we did a sex episode episode, which we had a fanny physio who came along, and what she brought with us, or brought to us, I should say, was a sex toy brochure. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> and so she gave it to us, and and she left, and I said, oh well, look, I'll take it back to my house so I can send it to you. Okay. <laughs> Because God knows she could. There's no way she could get another sex toy catalogue. No, no, she could not. Anyway, so um, I didn't know what to do with it because I, I, I put it at the absolute top of the bookcase, and there it has stayed until today. And we had the <laughs> renovators in, right? And they were making us a new bookshelf. And I said, "Oh well, you're making the new bookshelf. Can you just take down the old bookshelf and put the books in a pile?" <laughs> when I got home tonight. Uh, the sex catalogue was on the sofa, <laughs> on the sofa with my childminder, like in the same room next to my kids watching telly, right? And that was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god! My my childminder thinks that I've just got sex catalogues just casually laid out <laughs> on, on, on our furniture. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I'm dead. I'm actually dead. Oh, anyway, stuff. Come on, guys. Uh, I had my first knit. Um, Experience had Welcome life to the experience. club. I know, and I, I kind of naively thought that I don't know why. I thought that because Morris was a boy, he wouldn't get knits at school. So stupid. What? I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe because they I, let you write I, a book. I, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm a girl. I got knits. I kind of maybe just thought girls got. I don't know. I don't know where. Did you think knits are feminist? I just don't know. I thought maybe. I thought. I guess. I'm. This More is my hair. rational. I thought yeah, maybe right. girls get because they have long hair. This is. Core beliefs, they happen when yeah. you're a child. That's why. That so, is the stupidest thing I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl thing. It's yeah. a girl. So basically, Morris, my beloved, gave me knits, but I didn't realise, and I oh. didn't know that he had knits, and basically for, like, probably two months, these knits were gathering and multiplying. <gasps> oh, no, I'm going to scratch my head. I'm going to scratch my head. I know. Head. Oh. Oh. Even my scalp's though, going. Oh. Even one evening, I had, like, this kind of feeling. I was like, oh, God. Oh. And I still didn't because he was only four was like he'd only just started school I was he like, couldn't have nits he's so exactly. young Where's and he's the... got a penis <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows nits hate penises and then I went to get my hair cut in somewhere oh. in Stalich and I had really long hair and basically oh, probably no. showered nits and head lice everywhere because basically the, the next day I, bet I, bet I, I scratched my head took my hand and there was a horrible creepy head lice in my fingernail and I was like oh Oh, oh my god! But the hairdresser didn't say anything well, to you. Well, she didn't say anything, and she might, literally. I then I went out immediately when it came, and I went like that, and there were literally <gasps> about fifteen. I mean, it, I had so I was riddled. Oh yeah. my god! So that's kind of my confession that I possibly gave everyone in East Dulwich 
Head dice. Uh, Doc, <laughs> have you got a confession <laughs> for us? So I'd sent my daughter to like a holiday club, but you know one of those lovely ones that's out in the woods where it's all back to nature and they spend like days... Whittling, just whittling. Yeah, yeah. whittling. Whittling <laughs> Camp themselves. Campfires <laughs> up trees and all of that. So it was all supposed to be very lovely and sedate and that. And then she'd come back on the first day and had said... Um, She'd gone to the little toilet or whatever in the woods, this, and um, she'd she'd learnt three word, three different kind of words that somebody had like graffitied or scrawled on the next to it, and um, and what did they mean? And so as I'm driving her home, she starts off with um, with fuck. So she just said, you know, "How old was she?" Old? So this was last year. So she was seven. Uh, the second one was wanker. And then she just said, and the third thing they'd written was, suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my balls. And I was so loud. I was in the car like, suck my balls. I'm going to So then she's obviously saying, like, well, she starts off with saying, what are they all? And I'm saying, you don't need to know what they all are. Um, and, then, and then I was saying, obviously, like, you know, the F word, that's really bad. So is the wanker. Suck my balls. <laughs> we uh, don't say that either. It's, just a, it's a request more than anything. It's just take, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pass it, me a drink. Suck it my depends balls. about a question mark on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It depends how aggressive it is for me. To, oh. go to, to go on a woodland experience. Yeah. And yeah. just oh. yeah, like all that in yes. one go. Sullied. Sullied by the... Did you make a dream capture? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I learned a sex act. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, lovely stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you for your confessions. Um, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, your book, The Superman Myth, is literally out now. You can get it from, ladies. It's on Amazon. It's also on Waterstones, I think. You always ask them that as if it's going to be a different answer. <laughs> it's as if someone's going to go, oh, my book is actually only available in Wilco's. <laughs> Shop. Yes, we have a book, don't we, Ellie? <laughs> we do. It's still in print. Yes, and we have lots of live shows around the country. Go to scummymummies.com uh, to find out dates and follow us on all the social media. At Scummy Mummies. And of course, what we'd really like you to do, listener, is to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and rate and review us. Yes, please. Which a lot that... of you have done. So thank yes, you thank very, you very much. much. Okay, I like praise. I like my own brass band. <laughs> <laughs> brass band me, people. Brass band me. Oh, uh, where can people follow? you guys I'm on Instagram mothers.wellness.toolkit and uh, on Twitter as Anya Pilates because I did Twitter a long time ago and you can't change your name on Twitter can, can you, you so. not Anya oh, Pilates is quite yeah. good though yeah. I mean it sounds like a character from one of our shows <laughs> yeah I love Dr Rachel yeah. and I'm on Twitter at Time Psychology Okay, that's see, that's quite profound. That's quite weighty. I like that. Time, time psychology. psychology. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, no. It's Two good. entire concepts in yes. one Twitter handle. <laughs> Shit. That's what that says. It's good. I like it. It's yes. strong. What time is it? It's time psychology. Time psychology is what time it is. <laughs> Half past time psychology. <laughs> Not psychology time. Like, why would you, why, why is psychology time it's psychology time psychology time yeah too peppy <laughs> time psychology together at last in one twitter handle <laughs> oh, um, do you think we've sufficiently taken the piss out of you <laughs> thank you so much for coming all the way from Manchester just so I can take the piss out of oh, your twitter <laughs> names 
really very generous it's good. of you. It's um, good. And I like that we just, um, you know, walked all over Anya's, um, you know, fears and, 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 you know, what's the word? Uh, when we just said it was bullshit that you had these oh, feelings. Yeah. Her feelings. We walked on her feelings. Insecurities. That's what yeah, we that, pray on. Yeah, that's, that's our good. lifeblood. <laughs> and if we were in a session, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Did you do that while you're smoking a cigarette in the corner? Yeah, bullshit. Get bullshit. over yourself. Time's up. <laughs> and now that's time psychology. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just in case the listener is freaked out, I just want to say Dr. Rachel is shaking with silent laughter. She's, I don't think she's properly offended. No, no, it's all right. Oh, let's end it there. Oh, let's yes, do that. let's end it. Um, thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. I love that part because I, somebody had said it, a client had said it to me in a session about like, oh, look at him, he brought his own breath down. And then I thought, yes. yes, he fucking did. And we like it. There's something gloriously northern about yeah. brush bands as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a grey yeah, exactly. day in a, in a bandstand and you're like, film? you've seen Brastoff. Yeah, okay, that's my, it's basically, I'm, I'm describing Brastoff. <laughs> that's the outtake, thank you very much. Minutes, she'll go, there's something so northern about kestrels. <laughs> A boy, a boy in a kestrel. What's that film? Kes, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello to the north. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.